0: What's up everybody, hello and welcome to episode number 173 of The VK Bros with Jason and Alex von Cannell. We have got a massive show to get through today, so stick with us because these are just a a, a small list of the things that we're talking about today. We're going to be talking about Sam Altman and what happened at OpenAI. We're talking about Binance and CZ. We're talking about noteworthy political victories in Argentina and the Netherlands. We've got January 6, tapes released, and a bit of an interesting perspective on that that you may not have actually thought about. Uh, Alex has made a crypto submission as what he spoke about last week. We've got the Labor government reconsidering data retention laws after all the recent hacks that we've experienced. And there was a big announcement from the European Union regarding a freedom of information request that they had put into the Europeans Medicines Agency, which we'll also be running through. So Alex, big week. Where do you want to start, mate?
1: Well, it has been a big week because I've been really, really busy at work as well. So yeah. Today was a big rush to get here. Yep. And uh, and we had sent each other some resources earlier on in the week and that's all kind of turned on its head because the Sam Altman story, we'll start there. The Sam Altman story has... <clears throat> that's This is crazy. This yep. is a crazy story. For those who don't know, Sam Altman is the CEO, founder and CEO of OpenAI. Uh, he... That, the main product that everyone's heard about is Chat GPT. Now, we heard on, I believe it was Monday, that the board had fired Sam Altman with immediate effect. The world went crazy. Uh, we went digging to try and find out what the deal was. The first thing that we found was that his sister had accused him of sexual impropriety. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, i went on a deep dive into her story as well she seems like she's tried to shake her old brother down for money many 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 times right that story didn't stick that story went away very quickly yeah
0: that disappeared very quickly didn't it
1: yeah then it went to the point where microsoft no the the second in charge said to the board if sam goes i go and then all the staff, 700 out of like 780 staff of OpenAI yep. wrote letters to the board saying either you fire yourselves or we leave. Mm-hmm. And then as well in that time, Microsoft gets on the phone and says, hey, Sammy, come over to us. Mm-hmm. Microsoft being the uh, biggest investor in in OpenAI. Yep. And now I've just heard that he's going back to OpenAI as CEO.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: So it's gone full circle in a week. Firstly, like, what are your thoughts on it? And then I'll tell you what I think.
0: Look, it's it's really, really tricky for me because to be perfectly frank, I haven't really paid anywhere near as much attention to ChatGPT as you have and the whole AI space. What I do know is there were some issues with uh, Sam Altman, and Elon Musk fairly early on in the piece because originally OpenAI was created to, as the name suggested, be like an open-source AI company. And it was originally a not-for-profit, so when Elon Musk invested money into it to assist it, it was supposed to be a not-for-profit. And then it's obviously, like, what's ChatGPT worth now?
1: $100 billion. Yeah,
0: so clearly... They
1: split it. Technically, they actually split it. So they split the company, so there's still a not-for-profit wing of it. And then there is a pro- for-profit wing, also yeah. which got the that got ten billion dollars worth of investment at a hundred billion dollar valuation by Microsoft,
0: yeah, which might be one of the reasons why Elon's gone out and created Grok AI because perhaps he's got the shits that he invested money into something that's supposed to be a good thing for the world, and then it's just been privatized and, and used for profiteering after <clears> the fact. <throat> similar, similar vein to what he's done with Twitter. He essentially invested forty-four billion dollars of his own money to do something good for the world. So that part of it I find interesting Um, like you said that story that came out about Sam's sister which is pretty uh, it's a pretty full on story if you guys Mm. want to look it up Um, again that disappeared almost overnight yeah so it's like I felt like when this happened it was the the machine just kicking the cogs into gear all right, we got this guy, we've removed him, he's high profile, he's he's beloved by his employees and um, people who are fans of his company. We need to discredit this man straight away so that the company itself doesn't feel the blowback. Like what you saw with Project Veritas when they ousted James O'Keefe. All of a sudden, you saw, all the, they heard all the stories about him taking sandwiches off pregnant women and driving around in too many black cars. And hey, look at what, where's Project Veritas at now? They're bankrupt, they're ski. And James O'Keefe is, key, is kicking on and, and doing very well with OMG, uh, O'Keefe Media Group. So, yeah, I just felt like there was the machine kicking straight into gear. They're trying to take Sam out. Again, don't know. Same as the Russell Brand things. All these allegations are unfounded, well, not unfounded, but they haven't been challenged in a court of law, which is where these things do need to play out. Mm. But that story literally disappeared, like you said, in 24 hours. And then, hey, presto, <laughs> He shows up at Microsoft and then he shows up uh, back in charge at the helm as CEO. So, honestly, I don't know what to think at the moment. So, tell me, what do you know about it?
1: So, I thought it could have been the sister thing because the er very early talk was the board had found information out that Sam had not been transparent uh, with information towards the board. Yep. So, I thought, oh, maybe it could be this thing waited a day yep that all went away then there was a story about there was a letter that came from some engineers talking about the dangers of uh the dangers of ai which uh, just a side note i hate this conversation right mm. i don't want to hear anyone say oh, i'm scared of ai think about our history right we we are technophiles, we build technology yep. as a species. We build technology, and when are we going to realize that we always make it a good thing?
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Right, mm-hmm. like we said, we said this with the internet, we probably said it with color TV. We probably like we at every stage, we think new technology is going to end the world. Yeah, AI is going to be a great thing. It's very stupid now.
0: Yeah, but like it will that, get that's, better. That's the biggest thing about that has sort of allayed any fears I had in regards to AI going full Skynet and destroying us all. It's not that smart. Like it's it's artificial general intelligence. So it's just, it's, no, it's not even.
1: it's not even AGI yet. AGI is the next step. It doesn't have that. Yeah, yet.
0: okay. So it's basically just a good information scraper and regurgitator. That's all it's, it's doing. It's a at the
1: language model. Yeah. A ChatGPT is a language model, which means all it does is it it's read a bunch of data, it teaches itself some stuff, and it can respond to you in natural language. That is yeah. that is the long and curlies of, of,
0: of that. I also recall hearing too, having, hasn't ChatGPT or OpenAI, most obviously being the company, haven't they just been sued by authors for copyright infringement?
1: Yeah, but with um, if you are a uh, paid member of Chat of OpenAI, which we are, they give you uh, legal protection, so they will fight any of your claims.
0: Yeah, right. And I actually
1: don't think that the publishers will have a league to stand on, unless sorry, unless it falls in with the you know whatever the rule is eighty percent, seventy percent copyright law. Yeah, if it does that, yeah, absolutely, there'll be a case. But AI is kind of not designed to scrape word for word.
0: Mm. And I think it's, it's a bit rich to have grab too. A whole bunch like, of things. I don't, I don't see many unique stories coming out anymore. Pretty much, you're just rehashing old tropes, you know, story in story out at the moment. So,
1: well, I want to say the big thing about AI, it's fucking wrong. The amount of stuff is like you cannot trust it. Mm. Sorry, it's a great tool. Yep. We use it all the time, but you can't use it without checking it.
0: I had heard. Yeah, you've just. You've just rung my bell for a second. I heard a story about what well, it might have been a university assignment or something, something of that nature, but it was in regards to the law. And to, to essentially, someone used I don't know if it was ChatGPT or a different AI, but they had used it to write this legal paper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it and created. It created- it fake created law. fake lawsuits to use yep. as references in this legal document. Yeah,
1: yeah. The crazy thing was is that the case they won the case. Yeah, right. And then it turned out later. It was
0: ah, like okay. Yeah, yeah. interesting. So, anyway, back now, to the main story.
1: So the story though. It, so then then the story progressed somewhat because I can't. I didn't believe the safety thing. I think the safety aspect. Now Sam has used this, and this I I don't like Sam Altman. I think he's a rat. Right. The reason why I think he's a rat was the non-profit to profit thing.
0: Yeah, that a was a big one for me. Yep.
1: And then going and I hate anyone that goes and builds a product and then lobbies to the government about trying to put restrictions on anyone else building it.
0: Yes, yes. Which is what
1: he did about AI. Yep. And he did it by saying it's dangerous. Yeah, because he just wants it controlled
0: thing? by, well, essentially Microsoft, because they're the big dog that's invested in it.
1: Yeah, but, but once, you're, once you're Facebook size, you're now the boss. Yep. Once you're Google size, you're now the boss.
0: Too big to fail. So
1: Altman tried the exact same thing. So that's, I think he's a rat. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't like it. Seems like the staff like it though. Know, 700 people, I mean, that, that goes a long way. So, totally. You, you know. Um, then I thought that Microsoft was very smart. So the way I see, it, I heard a story that the board member, the board members are way out of their league. Apparently, they're not. One of them, like one of the lead board members, is Joseph Levitts. What's the guy? Uh, Joseph
0: Gordon Levitt.
1: Gordon Levitt. It's his wife, right? And she's she's like no one, and she's leading up this board, and it looks like there's been this kerfuffle. And they've all rallied together and made this big move without telling Microsoft, Mm. their biggest investor, that you're about to pump the CEO. But where Microsoft is really smart is they went, just come with us, just come with us. Now, the the reason why I think that's genius and why I'm surprised that he's gone back, is I thought, oh, you're now gonna get, Microsoft is now gonna pay $10 billion at a $100 billion valuation. So they bought 10% of it. Mm -hmm. Right at a hundred billion dollar valuation, but we use the IP for Bing. Yeah. So, so they have their own AI called Bing. Sucks. It's really bad. (laughs) But that's because Microsoft is Microsoft. And they'll they they offered the job to um, Sam Altman, and Sam Altman was going to bring his management team over as well. Yeah. Now, when the seven hundred people wrote, I'm sure he could have said, "Hey, can my team, my seven hundred, come over?" They would have said, yeah, absolutely. Yep. And they basically get a $90, million, oh, $90 billion discount mm. and own the full thing. Yeah, That's what I thought. Uh, I was like, wow, that is a genius move. And that's why Microsoft never flinched. They're just like, yeah, yeah come over, come over, come over. Mm. So now the fact that he's gone back, I wonder if there is going to be an equity deal. I reckon the board's gone. I reckon the board has to go.
0: Yeah, to, that's to, what I, that was my assumption too. Yep.
1: But I wonder if Microsoft has somehow uh, got themselves a new deal now where where maybe they've gained more equity in it, or more influence. I don't know. That's that's what I think is going to happen.
0: Quite possibly. It could also be other things too, like uh, maybe something to do with Microsoft trying to circumvent uh, anti-competition laws. So in in other words, having Microsoft essentially own have full ownership in the biggest AI company and therefore like, look at potentially monopolizing that space. Maybe it could have been something to do with that too. Maybe. Or it could even be, as maybe if it is something to do with competition, it could be because Microsoft wants to buy shares in other uh, AI companies and potentially shut them down down the track. Because like you were saying about Microsoft, Microsoft sucks at tech. The whole reason why Microsoft made so much money is patent protection. That's Bill Gates' yeah. entire claim to fame is he just is is very, very skilled at getting hold of other people's ideas and patenting that idea. They don't create them themselves. They just have the patents on them.
1: Everything Microsoft touches, they ruin. Yeah. Okay, can we move on to the next one? Yeah,
0: let's, let, let's go to Binance. Binance was an interesting one too.
1: Binance. Okay, so for those who don't know, Binance is the largest crypto exchange in the world. Yep. Started by a... Uh, a Chinese man called Zheng, Zheng 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 Peng Zhang or CZ he likes to be called CZ mm-hmm. now I'm team CZ just so you know I think the guy's a legend he has built this thing from the ground up it's a behemoth and when I say the biggest it's 10 times bigger than the second biggest Yeah, the second biggest being Coinbase which is a publicly listed US company Now, the reason why I'm still backing CZ, even though he recently has just been uh, arrested and charged and his company is facing a $4 billion fine and he is personally facing a $50 million fine. Didn't he just pay it? I thought he just paid it. He probably did. Mm. He's got heaps. I think depending on what the price of crypto is, He's worth anywhere from a hundred billion to probably five hundred billion dollars. Yeah, he could at moments of time he could be the richest man on earth.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, maybe not recently because basically what's happened was he started an entity called Binance. to get regulatory uh, uh, to get to trade in the big markets. You need to have licensed, like you need to be domiciled in that country. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So. They said, all right, you need to come and get all the li- required licences. So he's like, okay, well, I'll set up Binance US, Binance AU, Binance EU. So he, he set up all these other companies. Binance owns them, mm-hmm. but they were they were separate entities. Right. And he jumped through the hoops. What he did... Oh, sorry. Uh, well, what he did do that was naughty is... No, sorry, 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 sorry. So he sets up all these other entities. The reason why I think he's not as rich now as what he was before in the last pump is because over time, a lot of the features that would have been very lucrative for Binance to have for their clients have been taken away in each industry. And it's been happening like in in Australia. All the leverage things are all gone. All the futures trades are all gone. There's heaps and heaps and heaps of money to be made. um, But they've outlawed it. And basically all the major um, economies. But, he basically got done for allowing people that were on the US sanction list to use the platform. Yep. There's some bad people, like ISIS, Al-Qaeda, you know, Russian government officials, and they're a little bit naughty because there's kind of like emails. Talking to people about it, saying like, hey, if you're sanctioned by the US, come talk to us, mm-hmm. we'll look after you. the the reason why I'm still CZ is because I'm very anti sanction. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing economic sanctions do is hurt the normal citizens of that country. It yep. never hurts the governments. Yep. Um in the case of in Russia's case, the sanctions against Russia have made Russia richer than they've ever been. Yep. Um jacking the price. Yeah, you know, I told you I spoke to a Swiss guy. Who was like, "Oh, we should never have been taking, uh, buying gas off a gangster, you know? We should never have been buying Russian gas." And like, but you're buying Russian gas now, you're just buying it from the Indians at double the price. That's right. And he's like, "Yeah, good point." Yeah,
0: (laughs) Or, or you're buying it from the US at four times the price.
1: Well, they're not. They they aren't buying it. But yeah, if it's going through multiple hands, so China and China and India were basically swallowing up as much. Uh, um,
0: Russian gas as Russian yeah.
1: commodities as they possibly could and selling it to the West because we're idiots
0: yeah but like you were saying it's- about buying stuff from a gangster like you don't want to buy gas from a gangster and yet the US government bombed Nord Stream 2, cutting off your pipeline, and then took over all of those European Union contracts Sorry. for four times yes.
1: the amount on gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's, yeah, a, gangster yeah. Right That's a gangster move, right? That's <laughs> a yeah. gangster move. So as part of this thing, um, CZ could do 18 months in prison,
3: mm-hmm.
1: although I doubt he does any jail time. He has to stand down from, from the company. Yep. Uh, I follow him on Twitter, and he's actually been very gracious about it, You know, talking about how big... Vincent Scott's way too big for him. He's mm-hmm. definitely made mistakes, and he's reflect on it. Understands that he can't have anything to do with it ever again. I don't think he needs to worry about anything uh, uh, ever again. I doubt. I doubt that he'll do jail time if he fronts four billion dollars yeah. in fines. The good news out of it. Now, I have to say, I fell for the um, the the FUD, mm-hmm. the fear, uncertainty, and doubt. I fell for it. And I moved most of my stuff off Binance, right? And uh, apparently, only a billion dollars got moved off, which I was surprised because there there'd been a run on crypto with Binance one before, before for five billion. Yep. And this I thought was far bigger news than that, but they they handled it. There was mm. no problems with it. They didn't stop any. Now the big thing that that I the big plus that came out of this for crypto people is that they've been they've basically. Been cleared of like they've never misappropriated customer funds yeah so so binance has done the opposite of what ftx did that's right ftx took your money stole it gave it to western oligarchs basically yep binance took your money actually did what you thought it was gonna do
2: mm-hmm.
1: but they also let russian and north korean and middle eastern terrorist groups use the feature as
0: yeah well. and, but before we get all high and mighty about it so did westpac westpac got done for this what was it 2013 or 14 tens of thousands of transactions to oh, yeah. sending money to um i think it was al-qaeda and isis yep like They all
1: have. All the banks have done
0: it. Yeah, exactly. So let's not pretend for a second that any of these other large financial institutions are actually following the rules. They're just in the pockets of uh, the people who are enforcing the rules. This is what I'm learning. The people
1: that hold you to account get paid for by the fines inflicted. Right. So just like the TGA here in Australia, they are one in the same group. One cannot exist without the other. That's
0: right. So they don't actually want to find you out of existence either because then the gravy train stops. Correct. Mm.
1: So it's not... We think that there's these laws that are there to protect us, but really it's... I mean, it's mob behaviour. It's a shakedown.
0: Yeah, so they call it a cost-recovery model
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But what, what agency could needs $4 billion? Any.
0: <laughs> they find a way to spend it. <laughs> like,
1: imagine what their Christmas party is going to be like. It's yeah. going to be lit. So, yeah, that that is interesting. It hasn't seemed to shake crypt- the crypto markets. That's been a very interesting thing. If anything, it bounced, like it went up. Yeah. Um, the fact that Binance was able to cater for everyone even though even that billion dollars that came out they were able to facilitate that which means they 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 hadn't um misappropriated funds they didn't put any crazy restrictions on it um that's a really that's a good sign i think i think if anything if anything it helps the crypto calls Although they will use it people like Jenny Ellen and they'll say, Oh, you know, it's used for terrorism and blah 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 blah. They
0: will try to use this again to to the government will try to leverage us into further regulation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking about the regulation, last week we talked about the crypto submission.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think anyone else would have done it. It took me two fucking hours on Sunday to read the document, sixty five pages long, very, very, very detailed. So I spent two hours, I wrote a stack of notes and then they they asked like a series of questions and I went and answered the questions, put a couple of blurbs in it as well. What I do want to say is I was very happy to see the amount of effort that the government put in to this submission. Okay. They have some very, very smart people there. It's not what I was expecting at all. I was expecting just to like, nah, we want to make it exactly like the current financial system because we don't get it. But they didn't they had very, very like some stuff even had me stumped and i, I would consider myself i'd consider myself an expert in crypto
0: Yeah.
1: um very 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 detailed and actually pretty level there wasn't anything outrageous in there so it, okay. for me it wasn't like i needed to rip it up it was just like okay nudge yeah i see what you're trying to do there but i think you need to really have this part in focus um, mostly about uh, privacy of the user. You know, yep. they're, they're trying to remove some of that privacy of the user, and also they had some very good plans on how to protect from like rug pulls. Like, remember I said one of yeah. the biggest things that frustrates me about the American system. No one's talking about rug pulls. No one's talking about you know um, uh, uh, pump and dumps and things like that. This this thing had something really specific in mind to try and stop those from happening. Mm-hmm. Which I'm all for, but I was also conscious, and they—they're conscious of it too. They said we don't want to stifle innovation in this space. We understand it's going to be very serious, so we're trying to find that balance. So, what kind of time frames do you want to have? Uh, what are the how are you going to what? Is, what's the metric of success? They asked all the right questions. I was actually very impressed. Okay, it's interesting. So I did put my submission in. You have got until I think it's another two weeks. I think it's the fourteenth of December is when it's due. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to do something. Um, but it's very detailed. Like you'd wanna, you'd wanna be a, a real crypto nerd.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Cool. Oh, well, look. That at least that's some good news. That is a, a good thing to see that it's actually a considered, balanced document, and it looks like they're trying to do the right things. Because we've seen plenty of wrong lately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to someone who is like speaking of like changes of legislation (laughs) (laughs) has everyone heard of my new favourite politician Uh, let me pull him up Javier Millet Argentina's new president now my favourite word now in Portuguese is afuera Mm -hmm. and I'll show the clip I'll start with this. Okay, so no bit of backstory. Argentina's economy is absolutely fucked. Yeah, they've just come through a year of a hundred and forty percent inflation. Mm-hmm. Now, our inflation they're saying is between seven and nine percent. Yeah, in real terms, it's probably thirty percent.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Right. So to say that they're at a hundred and forty percent, theirs is probably two or three hundred percent in real terms. Yeah. Okay, there was a leftist government in prior. This guy is from a third party. He's not one of the majors. Yep. He's a third party. For audio listeners, imagine Boris Johnson and Donald Trump had a Latin baby. <laughs> this this is, they both
0: impregnated got, the same Latin maid. He is <laughs>
1: wild. Yeah, but. This is an experiment that I'll be following very closely. He's only been in politics
0: for two years, too.
1: He's a, yeah, he's an economist. Mm-hmm. He's a libertarian. So I consider myself a libertarian when yeah. I when I think about government affiliations. I want less government. Yep. Okay. I believe that we're all free. We can all we should all look after ourselves.
0: Okay. What's the um? There's the head of the Li- libertarian party in New South Wales. John John Ruddick, I think it might be his name, um, and he keep he like he says like the thing about libertarians is, libertarians are coming to take over your government so they can leave you alone. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, a libertarian's yeah. trying to do.
1: Libertarians want to go in and so so what I want to get rid of like stacks of government. Like yeah. if I if you had to ask, what's the first thing? How why do we have state governments? Mm-hmm. What's a state government do? Get rid of it. Gone. Right. You've got to think about the bureaucracy. Now I have a clip. I couldn't find the the, the, the the part before this clip, but basically, f- for audio listeners, there's a board at the back. He's showing the whole corporate structure of the government. And it's huge. Yep. And then he's going... In this video, he's going to explain what his strategy is uh, to fix the government. All right. Now... Uh, suggest watch has subtitles
2: tenemos que entender es que el estado no es la solución el estado es el problema ustedes si se fijan acá tienen la gran raviolada que es el estado el gran curro y la fuente de la decadencia argentina que es el estado esta es la foto del estado que tenemos hoy Si nos movemos hacia aquella pizarra, que aquella... Ministerio de Turismo y Deporte, ¡afuera! Ministerio de Cultura, ¡afuera! Ministerio de Ambiente y Desarrollo Sostenible, ¡afuera! Ministerio de las Mujeres y Género y Diversidad, ¡afuera! Ministerio de Obras Públicas, ¡afuera! Aunque te resistas, Vamos a seguir por acá. Ministerio de Ciencia y Tecnología e Innovación, algo bien del sector privado. Nada bueno salió del sector público. Afuera! Ministerio de Trabajo, Empleo y Seguridad Social. Afuera! Ministerio de Educación. Adoctrinamiento. Afuera! (laughs) Afuera! Ministerio de Salud. Afuera!
0: So so just pause it again, just for audio listeners. What he's essentially doing is he's going through and he's... So at the beginning, he was pointing to the board and it was a massive board with his names all over it and he was saying, this is the government, this is the state, this is where all of our money is being wasted.
1: There's probably 30 portfolios across it and then under them is like, there's maybe eight to 10 sub-portfolios underneath each portfolio.
0: And then the next part of the clip where he's saying "the Afuela is him systemically going through and saying like, Minister for Culture, get rid of them. Minister for Women and Gender Studies, get rid of them minister for um i don't know like it's just the minister after minister after minister after minister just get rid of him, get rid of him, get rid of him. i like
1: what he said about the technology science of technology he's like he's like they've not come up with anything get rid of them. yeah afuera. Afuera. like afuera. nothing good
0: came out of the public sector afuera yeah. minister of education indoctrination afuera
1: <laughs> like, i like the bit where he tries to rip one off and it doesn't come off and he's like, he's like, he finally rips it off. He's like, even if they resist, out. Yeah. <laughs> now, he has been—he's very polarizing figure. He's extremely bombastic, right? Yeah. He's very, very in your face. He—he he, oh, I want to show the last—the last bit of it. Very clip passionate. Very passionate. Yeah.
2: Hold on, I gotta pull it up on the screen, don't I? Yeah. El Estado, Ministerio Capital all just doing that thing. Ministerio de Infraestructura, Ministerio de Economía, Ministerio de Justicia, Ministerio de Seguridad, Ministerio de Defensa, Ministerio de Relaciones Exteriores y Ministerio del Interior. Se acabó el curro de la política. Viva la libertad, carajo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how good, yeah. how good. I love him. He's my favorite. Okay, and, but I want to see, I want to see if this works. Now, one of the big things he's doing, and I've got another... Um, it's a 13-minute clip. I won't play the full 13. I just want to play the first six. It has got... It's um, dubbed. So this was him before uh, he got elected. Mm-hmm. Now, he won in a landslide. He got 56% of the popular vote when he was a third party. Yeah, It's never been done before. Yep. All right. Oh, did you have any comments about the
0: afuera? Yeah, so what I want to say is like I'm I'm with you. I I want to see how this experiment goes, but I firmly believe that this is what needs to happen in just about every Western government on the planet. Yeah. The amount of wastage we have through the public sector is absolutely obscene. I'm pretty sure I saw a stat that something was somewhere between thirty three and thirty five percent of jobs in Australia are in the public sector.
1: Uh, I no okay that's a scam and I'll tell you why that's a scam. If you look so that's just people employed directly by the government. Right. When
0: you gotcha. factor how contractors many contractors and
1: contractors, how many private companies have exclusive contracts to governments, yeah. how many people are on social welfare and how many people get funded in some way by the government, it's probably 60 or
0: 70%. Yeah, which is which means percent.
1: our system is fucking rigged.
0: Exactly, exactly. And and you look at what the government does is whenever there's... Like like you talk about all the time. Whenever there's a new technology that comes out, like crypto, what does the government do? Well, we need to regulate this out of existence. So all the government does is adds more people into... More bureaucrats into the government to make things more difficult to progress. Like, the amount of waste is absolutely obscene. I saw... Uh, did I, we, we mentioned it last week, that clip about the... Um, that Jared Renick had posted on his Instagram from estimates hearing, where some high up minister in the Department of Health, he's on eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year and he has no medical qualifications. Like, why is that person there, <laughs> Afuela! Like, <laughs> fire him off. Yeah, why yeah. is he there? Eight hundred and fifty grand. The Prime Minister gets paid four hundred and fifty thousand, I think yeah. it is. What is this person doing?
1: Well, I think, I think you'd agree with me. I, I think the shit, they know that this is coming. That's why the bureaucrats, that's why they're getting external bureaucrats to come in that aren't democratically elected. They're, they're the ones doing the, the real heavy, like the big jobs are, are being farmed out to third parties. Yeah, but,
0: but that's, I think they're, it's even a step further now because you're right. Because if he is some head of the Department of Health which isn't an elected position, so you can't vote this guy out. However, because he doesn't have a medical background, he has to outsource all of his decision making to some his... sort of medical um, yeah. professional, which means you, you have that extra step away where he gets paid 850 grand and has zero accountability. Yeah. Because he's just Afuera. acting on the health advice. Yeah. Afuera.
1: Afuera. Okay. So now this, I wanted to show this clip in particular because there's heaps, if you search for him, there's heaps of loony clips that he went to a rally and he brought a. Chainsaw, rip the chainsaw. I was like, like, could look like a crazy man. He's like, this is what I am going to do to the to the government. I am going to cut it. it down. Love it. Um, and then he dressed up as a superhero as well. Like, he's a lunatic, and I love it, and I mm. love it. Right? And and uh, th- but this is
0: this he's is a good like, marketer, obviously.
1: Yes, but here is him being like getting asked the real questions, and this is how he answers it. Here we are
4: with Javier Milei, the outsider candidate for Libertad Avanza, who won Argentina's primary election this Sunday, August thirteenth. Javier, thank you for joining us at Bloomberg. We wanted to ask you first on what most raises doubts among investors, which is the dollarization plan. How fast do you think it can be implemented? How is it going to work in practice? And how will you get the... I
1: should say that. He wants to get off their currency and move to the US
0: dollar. It's probably a pretty smart play when your currency's fucked. Yeah.
4: Congress approval.
3: I think there's a previous discussion about dollarization. Actually, strictly speaking, is to get rid of the central bank. The dollarization is an instrumental issue at the end of the day. There are four argumentative axes. One has to do with a moral issue, which is that stealing is wrong. And seniorage is nothing more or less than a swindle by politicians against good people. Therefore, let's say, if we consider that stealing is wrong, one of the greatest thieves in the history of mankind is the central bank. The second point has to Just on that note
1: that's bitcoin's philosophy so yep. when we talk about inflation inflation is a nice word for saying the theft of your purchasing power that's right they wind the needle up they inflate they print more money so yours is worth less yep you can't change it only they can it's theft so so uh, uh and he is a pro bitcoin guy apparently and everyone's saying he's pro bitcoin i'm yet to hear him talk about it right so just full disclosure Yep. um but this this is music to my ears. Getting rid of central banks, where where they are like what a central bank again bu- uh, bureaucrats not voted in yep. get to do whatever they want. Even same as in Australia, if they're distance from like the, the the government will go, oh we have no say over it. Yeah, what the what the central banks do, like we have no say over that.
0: Well, well the, our reserve bank governor Michelle Bullock, the new one, has just made an announcement a few days ago saying that. Uh, They don't want people spending too much on Black Friday. Otherwise, they're going to spend their way to another rate rise. But completely avoided the immigration factor. Yeah. Like having an extra 500,000 people spending money in your economy.
3: Yeah. Has to do with a technical issue. Because in the Argentine case, it is more evident when a product has no demand, its price is zero. So if the local currency has no demand and its price should be zero... The equilibrium real balances are zero. Whatever amount of money a central bank wishes to impose, the counterpoint is that the price level is infinite. Demand and its price should be zero. Equilibrium real balances are zero. Whatever amount of money a central bank wants to impose, the flip side is that the price level has infinity. So, in other words, it is a naturally inflationary economy. Then there are instrumental issues related with the different models of dollarization. There is probably the most iconic proposal, which is the proposal of Emilio Ocampo and Niklas Kazanovsky, and we have different versions to dollarize. So it's not a technical problem. There's also a political dimension that has to do with the fact that Argentine politicians, by means of seniorage, steal five points of the GDP from the Argentine people. Probably that's the greatest resistance of those thieves who want to keep stealing from the good Argentines. That is the general framework then there are issues which can be discussed in terms of the implementation and how much time it would take see how ecuador did it in a compulsive manner
1: i just want to give him props too i've worked in big companies before where i tried to change one form yeah and that took me like nine months this guy is going to take all the money away and replace it with a completely different monetary system but what i like is look how confident he is. Yeah, He's not worried about the task at all. He's got a plan, he's got a thought out, he knows how he's going to do it, and he knows the reason why he's going to do it, and he knows the benefit. So you feel confident. If I was an Argentinian, I'd feel confident in this guy.
0: For sure, but it's also even the fact that, like, how often do you see a political figure get asked a question and just give a straight answer? Mm, mm. Like, you don't see this. And the reason for that is, this guy ain't no swamp creature. He's been in politics for two years, he's come in he's he's obviously got a passion to fix his country and that's what he's planning on doing but he clearly knows his shit too yeah like he's not waffling at all yeah yeah go for it
3: it was attempted to be done in 3 months it was not possible then they tried to do it in 6 months it was not possible either finally it was done in 9 months because there is an operational issue regarding the exchange of bills The largest bill in Argentina buys less than $3. And in the case of El Salvador, people were free to exchange colones for dollars. This process ended up taking 24 months. Our plan is based on an intermediate option in which basically people will do it as in Salvador. But then, when two-thirds of the monetary base is converted, it will be automatically dollarized. Therefore, the time will be determined by the people. It will be the time it takes to convert two-thirds of the base, and after that, Basically, it'll be dollarized.
1: Uh, interesting side note that he's using the El Salvador experience. Um, what's significant about El Salvador's financial system, Desmond?
0: Don't know. Tell me.
1: They brought Bitcoin as a uh, reserve currency. Right. So you're allowed to use Bitcoin everywhere in El Salvador. And the reason being, El Salvador's in a similar situation to Argentina. It's a little bit smaller but it does a lot of business offshore in America. Mm -hmm. And it was a pain coming from America, earning US dollars coming to El Salvador, no way of exchange. So the president of El Salvador is a young guy. uh, He is another lunatic too, but he's like pro, pro, pro Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. He's like, go and earn in Bitcoin and then we'll open it up and we'll create a tax system here. So it's all done properly and use your Bitcoin here in El Salvador. And that's that's been a great experiment.
0: Yeah. Well, again, what what is he? What is this guy talking about? Theft from the central bank. How does the central bank steal? They create more money, therefore decreasing your buying potential of the dollars that you already mm-hmm. have. Bitcoin solves that problem. If Bitcoin mm-hmm. is your reserve currency, you can't just create more of it.
1: There is an argument that that uh, I i've said it on on the show before but to new listeners welcome thank you (laughs)
3: uh
1: i can see a world where bitcoin doesn't overtake currency all right so i don't think the world's going to use bitcoin all right but what i think will happen is the bitcoin price will be how you value your dollars right so it, right now we use the petrodollar for that function. That's why it's called dollarization. It's yep. the US dollar, and the US dollar is backed by barrels of oil. Okay, it's the petrodollar. When there's a bit, there's heaps of uh, instability around the Middle East and America. Where and also you got you got BRICS trying to bring in their own thing. I think when everyone realizes there is one currency that rules them all, Mm. it's Bitcoin. And like I said, it won't replace it, but you'll say a US dollar is worth X Bitcoin,
0: Yeah.
1: right? That's what I think happens.
4: So you win, you take office on December 10th, you present a bill to the Congress to dollarize or well, this plan of competitive currencies. How will
3: you finance the withdrawal of those two thirds of the monetary base? Let's see, to withdraw to finance, you have to redeem the central bank's balance sheet. It's $40 billion, $10 billion for the monetary base, and $30 billion for...
1: Isn't it crazy to think that, it, that there's people out there rich enough to pay cash for their, uh, Argentina's entire economy?
3: Yeah. ...for their leaks. Then you have reserves, let's say gold reserves, the SEDESA fund, the Basel fund, and the SDRs, which are around $10 billion. So to withdraw it, you don't have a problem. And to withdraw the Laliques, you have government securities for the equivalent of $120 billion, or $110 billion. So by trading one-third, you would be able to redeem the Laliques without any trouble. Then you have some sophisticated tools to make that rescue. But the truth is that even in the most basic case, where you exchange those securities for new ones under New York law, the day you dollarize, the economy eliminates the currency risk. It also becomes a credible stabilization program. Therefore, it ends up being expansive by lowering the currency and counterparty risk. Also, all this leads to less interest rate risk. Therefore, I mean, those government securities are going to have a huge rally and you're going to get a huge capital gain. So it is a phenomenal business that very few will want to miss. Suppose that it happens as in El Salvador. It will take us nine months. In nine months, you had a return that could range between 100% and 200% per year. What would you do if the Congress says no? I will plebiscite it. And move forward? No, I'll leave it to the will of the people so that the Congress can explain them why it does not want them to choose which currency to have. And what would you do with the central bank?
1: How baller is that? Okay, Mm -hmm. so if he tries to get it through, like he's so confident and he's so... And look, some of those financial instruments, like, I'd be really interested to see if i understand the currency risk disappears because you're literally deleting one side of the currency and you're only dealing with the one so there's no arbitrage opportunity to say oh yeah. look right once you delete it the rally in bonds i'm i'm not sure about but i'd be really interested to see but i like it how i, he, I can he's see like...
0: why the there'd be a rally on bonds absolutely because like like you were saying like essentially the the argentinian currency at the moment is worth zero so there's no one investing and in buying Argentinian true. currency. So if you switch to the dollar, well, everyone's buying US dollars. So yeah, you that's will true. get, that's yeah.
1: Um, but the fact that he's he's like, I'll send it to a plebiscite. So if, if Congress bounces me, I'll make Congress explain why yeah. we shouldn't do it. Yep. And then he backs himself. He clearly backs himself. He goes, oh no, you can explain to the people. And then I'll let the people decide. Mm-hmm. And guess what the people are going to say? They're going to say what I fucking say. That's right. <laughs> Abuela!
3: would you eliminate it it? at one point you made the joke you were going to set it on fire well i'm talking about the layout what needs to be done with that building it's a figure it's a metaphor i'm referring to the fact that it no longer exists regarding the transition until we manage to transform the banking system into a free banking system the function of regulating the banks will have to be fulfilled the financial entity will continue to operate until a free banking system is in place
4: and continuing with that idea, if you become president in six, ten months, one year, all the bills in circulation in Argentina would be down.
1: That's that's all I wanted to go through. I, I think it's going to be a super 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 fascinating um, experiment. Yeah. I wish him well. I wish all the Argentinian people well. Uh, I think this is this could be like super transformative, and it's going to set a precedent. For a lot of other Latin, like smaller developing countries, if that, this happens, it could be a really massive shift.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because so sort of hot on the heels of this, there has actually been. Uh, so he's libertarian. The Netherlands just had their election as well, and they've actually elected a. The media is calling him a far right leader. Essentially, well, they call
1: the Mila a far right as well. They, yeah. everyone's calling far right. So There's essentially,
0: anyone who's not a leftist is far right, according yeah. to the establishment, which is yeah. which is the media. This Yeah. This little image here. Yeah. So. So now you've got um, who's the Canadian? Is that Pierre Polivier?
1: Yeah. So th- this is saying. So we've got. Um, oh, what's uh, Maloney in Italy? So she's she's been present for a year year now. A year. Yeah. And then you've got, uh, obviously, Milay coming in. Uh, 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 Gert, Gert, Wild. Gert
0: Wilders in the Netherlands. And, and what they're
1: saying is the, the next one to drop will be uh, Polyveri uh, in Canada.
0: Yeah, and don't forget too, I can't remember his name, but uh, New Zealand just voted in a right-wing leader as well. Well, funny you say that because I was looking <laughs> at some interesting company setup uh, options right.
1: um, around the world because when you have an internet company, you don't necessarily uh, set up just where you're living because it's on the fucking internet, right? Yeah. New Zealand is offering a pretty sweet deal for companies where though you pay zero tax for four years as long as the money's made outside of New Zealand, right? And I spoke to my uh, the guy at my cafe. He's a Kiwi, and he's like, "Oh yeah, the National Party's back in, and, and they are all about big business."
0: <laughs> Which look. One of the things that we spoke about a lot during COVID, when when we really thought there was like the darkest of times, is that the pendulum always swings back the other way. Mm. Now that's not necessarily a good thing, right? Yeah, sure. Because it can swing back way too far to the right. We're not right wing people either, Alex and I. Like like we've said, like we're essentially libertarians. I'd say we're, we're centrists. We are left on some issues, right on some issues, and. One of the things that I am, I am mindful of is globally, every, like, everyone's had a taste of what the left is like, especially in the West, and it's not working. It's Blue hair dye is
1: not good for you. It, it's got a bad taste.
0: Yeah, well, the thing is, it's like what I said on the podcast a couple of weeks ago about what this Labor government has done. The, the, the Labor government always pretends that they are not going to just hand out money to everyone and every single time they get power that's exactly what they do and they've done it this time and the policies that the labor government is doing since we're speaking about the like central banks and the reserve bank the the australian labor government's federal policies are directly inflationary they they are causing the inflation now like uh, so obviously we had inflation because of the pandemic and i would blame both sides of politics for that because you had a liberal federal government but you had also the majority of the states were Labor uh, state governments. They were in cahoots. They're all on the same page. I'm not a liberal voter anymore either, just so you guys are aware. Full disclosure. Yeah. Uh, but I think we've had a taste of what the, the far left has to offer. And you you just have to take a step back from all the emotions and all the feeling words and all those things and go, okay, forget about what these leaders are saying. What are they doing? And how does it affect my life after the fact? And you're seeing that a lot in in US politics at the moment. There's a massive ramp up in uh, anti-Donald Trump rhetoric at the moment. And what was interesting is for the last 12 months, uh, the Democrats and uh, the leftist media in America have essentially had like a don't talk about Trump policy because talking about Trump gives him power. Yeah. That's kind of been thrown out the window, I've noticed, over the last month. And there's hysteria on American mainstream media in regards to Donald Trump at the moment. There's there's news talking about how he is going to uh, never like the, 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 the storyline is that when if you give him the presidency, he's never gonna give it up. He's gonna become a dictator, he's going to execute people that he chooses to like it's all of this just rhetoric nonsense. Because they are scared that the tide is turning globally. We, we've all done the left thing for a while. It's not turned out the way that it was sold to us at the beginning. And everything's swinging back towards the right.
1: Dude, <laughs> look at when Trump walked in to the UFC yep. with Kid Rock. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> who, else is he, who else is it? Winning? was It was uh, Dana White, Donald Trump, Kid Rock, Trump Jr., Tucker Carlson...
1: Tucker was smiling too much. He was Tucker like too always happy. smiles <laughs> too much.
0: <laughs> he was but the crowd What did Rogan did... call them? The Right Wing Avengers. <laughs> no, I
1: didn't. Hear that. That's so good. But but any other politician and I'm not cuz I don't I don't think Trump always would have had that. I genuinely no. think if if in 20 even when he was president if he went into that scenario in 2017, 2018, I don't think he would have got the reception. Yeah. But they fucking loved it the crowd went mental yeah where was it where was the fight uh madison
0: square garden which is not that's not that's new New york York, isn't it (laughs) that's left dude which which in new york is where trump is currently getting like massacred in court with just bullshit charges because it's just run by a leftist judge. So that's not. So even
1: I'm with Jason. You've got to be careful. That the, the right swing is only cool for us because the left swing has been really bad.
0: Yeah, it's but one a far so right swing is,
1: could be worse.
0: Exactly. And but to, can you switch the camera angle back to because it's I think we've been staring at uh, those the Fantastic Four for long enough. Um, the biggest concern that I have is. Like the left was always the the party of feelings and emotions and caring for people, and the right was always a party of big business and profiteering and essentially using using people's labor to enrich yourself. But the left, at least in America and somewhat in Australia too, has actually become sort of what they hate. Like all the things that they said would happen under Donald Trump. Like you got to remember back in twenty like. Uh, 2016 when he was elected all of the things that the media came out and said would happen under trump that he would start world wars because of his because of being on twitter like he would start arguments with people and cause yeah. world war three yeah. um they would say that he was going to you know steal money uh, grab
1: everyone on the pussy yeah
0: like all the things that they were scared of trump doing the Biden administration has done mm. essentially and I think that there is enough people like Trump derangement syndrome is a thing it's absolutely yeah do you know who's got it
1: Bill Maher Bill
0: Maher he's one of the worst for it I've ever yeah. seen yeah yep.
1: for someone that can be so level about so many things as soon as Trump comes up he's like oh he's he's crazy he's a madman okay why is he a madman yeah. oh because oh, he denied an election like that's crazy
0: yeah which
1: is crazy? as everyone's
0: shown him Hillary Clinton denied uh, the 2016 election results forever uh, it everything that Donald Trump did and this is the thing too that's so polarising because of what the media has done about Trump when you say these things about him people don't realise that you're not just defending and it's actually the truth yeah right it is it was in his constitutional right to do the things that he did um, yeah. this actually brings us through to the next subject January 6 so the new speaker of the house Mike Johnson I think is his name has just released to the public 44,000 hours of security and surveillance footage from January 6th. Now, do, do you have a resource? I didn't send you anything on this. No. No, that's okay. I'll, ex- I'll just explain it to people. So, and you can go and find it yourself. Everyone remembers all the footage that we saw from January 6th for the last two years, run by essentially leftist media and the Democrats, because the majority of the surveillance uh, footage... desk. Sorry. The, the majority of the surveillance footage was actually kept from away from the public eye. And you're now seeing why. Because all the stuff they showed you was aggressive people out the front and chanting and all this sort of thing. Uh, what happened on the inside, a lot of it was just calm people wandering around inside the Capitol, being escorted around the place by police, police opening doors, showing them where to go. Like, it was very, very calm for the most part on the inside. Now... There's a few things about this which I really, really want to focus on. The number one thing to not forget is that not only was this footage kept from us as citizens and the citizens of America to make an actual informed decision on what actually happened on the day, but that footage was actually withheld from the protesters that were arrested and have been imprisoned since that date for their trials. So the footage that could have exonerated you was kept from you, and you're still in prison. How long's the, the you know the QAnon Shaman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in jail for like five years. Yeah, but because I think he, he's just been let out. Okay, so maybe he's been let out, but but again, there are still people that, that are still there in
1: still people that weren't there that are gone to prison.
0: Yeah, and that footage would have exonerated these people. So that's the number one thing I take out of this the US government withheld surveillance footage which should have been publicly available because of political means and did not care how much collateral damage they caused with people going to jail yeah. for not committing a crime.
1: Do you know what's funny is January 6th, I feel, is one of the ones that only the media and like public pundits really thought... It was an insurrection? I feel like average Joe Blow on the street was like just a rally man.
0: Yeah, and in and in technicality, you could claim like you could you could massage it to a point where you could call it an insurrection. Because yeah. to remind people of what was actually happening inside the Capitol at that time, you had the all the lawmakers there to ratify the election results. So the argument is that by Donald Trump telling these people to march peacefully and patriotically on yep. the Capitol that what he was intending to do was to have this a group of people disrupt the, um, what's it called, disrupt the peaceful handover of power, transition of, transition power, of power, yeah. power, that's better, uh, to the Biden administration. Now, the whole reason why they keep throwing out the term insurrection, 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 is because there are laws in the constitution where if you are charged with insurrection you can never apply for public office ever again. That is the only reason why they call it an insurrection. Yeah. It is all designed to not allow Donald Trump to run for re-election. But this can this poli- clearly political campaign of cuz you got to think of where we've gone to where we are now. Like at the beginning, I think we even showed the footage uh of some of these um, January six committee meetings, when they were asking how many FBI agents were in the crowd, yeah, yeah, yeah. they started by saying zero. Yeah, now it's like, oh, just let me think. <laughs> yeah, just let me think. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but this is the thing that I, I just want people to take out of this: the US government, just because they 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 wanted Trump out of the way so badly. That they were willing to not only stoke the flames by having FBI agents like Ray Epps telling people, we got to go in the Capitol, like there's all the video footage of it, but withhold the security footage from the people. It, they, the government lied to the people. So totally. in, in all of this rhetoric we hear these days about how dangerous misinformation mis- is and how it's a threat to our democracy. The biggest threat to our democracy at the moment is the current governments, in the incumbent governments. They the biggest are the perpetuators
1: of misinformation is Absolutely. the government.
0: Yeah, Which is Speaking of,
1: can I show this clip? It's just it's short. It's sure. only short. Uh, speaking of disinformationisationers, this is uh, our friend... Uh, but, but are you offset? This is our friend Bill Gates. Uh, Bill Gates talking about uh, offsetting his carbon, and I want you to notice his body language. In your own personal
4: emissions, yeah. With that, and what can you give us a sense of the scale of that? it you know
0: like ten million a year. Okay. Uh, and and just to be- a variety of things. The mm-hmm. climate works is part of it. You know, buying uh, electric heat pumps for low income housing where they mm-hmm. get the benefits of lower monthly bills, and I'll I take the carbon credits for those things. You know, there's. Uh, you know, solar panels, there's a, a huge variety of things. I don't use some of the uh, less proven uh, approaches. Such as? Uh, I don't plant trees. Uh,
4: a lot, there's a lot of people who are very enamored with trees. We've got trees on this stage. Some people would even say that if you just planted enough trees, it could take care of the climate issue altogether. And that's complete nonsense. Okay. <laughs> I mean, are we the science people? or Are we the idiots? I, which one do we want to be? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to call my friend Mark Benny off and ask him what he thinks.
1: <laughs> so how awkward is that for a start? So because he's he's a shit communicator like like totally he's a really bad communicator it's
0: because he's on the extremely spectrum. powerful. This is the biggest issue with Bill Gates. He is obviously on maybe the autism spectrum and it's not super obvious but when you try to like you say, the way he tries to communicate he, he's very cold he doesn't he doesn't really understand human cues which is why clearly he's got a lot of unspoken tells like his body yeah. language tells the truth every single time he speaks and he just can't he can't stop that and I think that is an like an autism spectrum thing mm. but one of the other problems with uh, autistic people too is they often lack empathy mm. and he clearly lacks empathy for oh, yeah. the globe because yeah. he's he's literally if, if you guys didn't hear the clip properly he said it is scientific nonsense that trees uh, capture carbon emissions trees which essentially breathe in CO2 and breathe out oxygen that we all need to survive Bill Gates says it is scientific nonsense that they take co2 out of the air like when you when you see a fucking bushfire right and all (laughs) the trees are on fire and there's that smoke billowing up into the sky that's fucking carbon emissions when you see how they are left in like black and charcoal do you know what the black shit is it's carbon so when the tree takes the co2 out of the air and it grows it is storing that carbon inside its its branches and its trunk, and it, like Bill Gates is completely and utterly full of shit, and will say anything for money. Literally I like how anything. he's
1: converted. So all his carbon credits are retail off-the-shelf products.
0: Yeah, yeah, things that he's probably
1: invested in. Yeah, uh, well, well, who's for, who's forcing in electric pumps?
0: Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. Uh, isn't that going through the Victorian government right now? Yep, yep. Same as the stoves. And and this is this is the thing. The whole carbon credit system is... That's scientific nonsense. The We've been through this on the show before. There have been audits done on some of these carbon credit companies which show that the supposed uh, credit assets that you are purchasing don't even exist. Yeah. The whole system is designed Sam. around this. I'm elite. I've got money. Therefore, I get to do whatever I want. And... Because they'll then p- impose these carbon credits on all of us, oh, I might pay this peon over here who can't afford to go on holidays. Uh, I might pay them in some way, shape, or form to get their carbon credits off them. So they still, they're still they not going to use them because they can't afford to. And I'm just going to go on another holiday this year. Like, literally, the whole system is designed around profiteering through the green energy sector. Net
1: zero is a scam. Yep. Net, the, and it's, it's in the word. It's in the name.
0: Yeah, the net
1: net the net part the net zero means as long as we pay enough money we don't need to be zero exactly that's what net zero means
0: exactly and like i've made this joke so many times and like so jared renick he always is going at the um like whether it's not not the uh, the australian bureau of statistics but like the the climate guys and or everyone who is running all this um net zero nonsense and always he he always says to them which model is it that we're that we're going off to so have we because there's there's 44 different models that the australian government uses to assess temperature and the net zero emissions uh numbers and targets 44 different models so renick's like i'm an i'm a numbers guy i want to be able to check your data so have you and the rest of the world decided on which of these 44 models is going to be the standard, which is going to tell us when we're at net zero? And the dude literally re- replied. Oh, nah,
2: nah, 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 nah. Just
0: <laughs> let me think. No, no. it Worse than that. He literally replies and goes, um, the great thing about science, Senator, is that it's sometimes a nice thing to have multiple models that say similar things. That's literally all he said. In other words, the great thing about Science Senator is we've got forty-four models, so we can use whichever one says the thing that we needed to say.
1: Which is exactly what happened. Don't don't forget all the modelling around COVID. Exactly. Not one, not one model even closely represented to like to ninety percent of what happened.
0: That's right. Not even close. But they justified every single extreme measure that the government brought in to attack COVID. Um, like I say it all the time: the best thing about net zero. Is the only thing you need to do to achieve net zero is say you did? That's it.
1: Well, is as a company all you need to do? All you need to do as a pleon like us, a peon like us, is pay money
0: and get vaccinated.
1: Yeah. And on
0: that note, uh, no, 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 no. I got more, man. Don't you try to oh. move on after hogging the limelight <laughs> the whole time?
1: It's been a big. It's been a big show.
0: It has been. All right. There's a few things I'm just. I'm not going to do. But there's one thing I did want to say, which is this. Um, announcement by these members of parliament from the European Union in regards to their freedom of information request they had put through to the uh, European, I think it's the European Medicines Agency, so like the TGA over here, but right. they governed the European Union. <clears throat> now, I took a couple of notes because the announcement was 30 minutes long. A lot of it was subtitled. I watched it, so you didn't have to. That's the motto of this show. And there's a few things that came out of it which were quite stark. The first thing being that the EMA only approved the vaccines. So the initial emergency approval was only approved for individual protection because they knew right from day dot, when they approved the vaccines, that the vaccines themselves would not stop transmission. They knew that right from the beginning. Uh Therefore, obviously, there's a lot of things that flow on from that. Number one, that means informed consent was not given as the information was incorrect because the European Union used the exact same sales pitches we received in Australia and everywhere else in the West received, which is you've got to get it to protect grandma or you've got mm. to get it to protect your family. Um, now, the EMA also expected adverse events shortly after vaccination, because generally, with every other vaccine, if you have an adverse event, yeah. Yeah, it's usually within the first 24 to 48 hours that you experience yeah. the adverse event. However, the government agreed on a policy of only counting them as vaccine-related after 14 days yeah. because, and this was a quote from the document, it would take 10 to 14 days for the vaccine to generate spike protein. Yeah. So in other words... Every single major adverse event, which would have happened in that first 24 to 48 hours, that was put down to COVID instead of the vaccines, which again means informed consent was not given to the public because they hid all of the major adverse events. Because you're generally not going to have a major one after 14 days. It's usually going to be in those first two days. Mm. Um, They also referenced this. The VAERS database in America, which is the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, I don't know if you heard about this, it has two separate databases. Did you know that? No, I didn't. The VAERS system has a public-facing database. It also has a secret database, which is only actually accessible by government officials and big pharmaceutical companies. And that second database shows way more adverse events than the public one does.
1: They just need to go... This is what I do. I would go to the... Just let me think. <laughs> you know, anyone that has access to that backend one yep. and just check the where of the delete button on the keyboards yeah, and that'll tell you <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. So so they were asking the question, though, like one of the next freedom of information requests we need to make is... Does the EMA have its own separate database as well that's showing the real story behind adverse events like uh, the VAERS does in the US? So just to roll it up into a little ball, this was a whole press conference about one freedom of information request, which literally stated the entire marketing campaign from government around the vaccine rollout was a lie right from the beginning and the government knew it, at least in the European Union, they knew it right from the beginning. They knew that the vaccines didn't stop transmission. They knew that the the most serious adverse events would happen in the first twenty four to forty eight hours, and they they created a policy which said they would only count them in the data if they happened after fourteen days. Like, never trust your governments ever again, <laughs> ever again. Do you know what I want to do with government? Abuela! Abuela! (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, thank you very much for joining us and we will see you next week. We are
2: Abuela!